Jay, you ready? I am ready, man. Are you sure? Yeah. What is this, season two, episode three? Episode two. Season two, episode two. Should be episode three if we're episode number 23. Oh my God, it is episode three. Give me everything you got. Big picture here today, buddy. Big picture. Just be nice. here. This podcast covers all things motorsports. It's unfiltered. It's unbashed. And we are back with the Fuel Pod uh, Chad version, episode 23, my version, season two, episode three. Is that going to be a running joke this entire time? Li- just for a few more episodes. Just, Li- this one's called Life in the Pit Lane, man. Life in the Pit Lane. What? What? Why are we calling it Life in the Pit Lane? Well, it's a play on an old Eagles song, Life in the Fast Lane. And Life we're calling in the it, Fast Lane. We're calling it Life in the Pit Lane because if you watched any Formula One this weekend, that whole race was made and broken and lost in the pit lane. A hundred percent. Hundred so. percent, Carlos Sainz. Have you ever seen those memes where it shows like the dog barking every time you hear a song? Yeah. Every time he hears the words "box box" or "left tire," he's gonna have like flashbacks. Correct. Uh, it's gonna be a bad deal. Oh man, you're not kidding. It's gonna be a bad deal. So this weekend we had the uh, we're gonna well let's talk about what we're gonna talk about on the show, which is the obviously the uh, Dutch Grand Prix in the Netherlands um, at Zandvoort. Well, there was a lot of orange smoke. There, Did you see that one of the guys was a security guard? Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. It looked like he had a Mercedes shirt on, and then I saw the little earpiece hanging down. Yeah, and they said that it was a. Uh, that it he was, a was the one guy. that threw the flare on the track. He's the one that threw the flare on the track. Oh my goodness! There were so many Red Bull conspiracies this weekend. Anyway, we'll get to those later. So we're going to be talking about that race. We're going to talk about the GT racing at the track. I know you love to hear me say the Hockenheim. Yeah, Hockenheim. And then we're going to preview the WRC World Rally Championship race in, rally in. Acropolis in Greece, so pretty excited about that this weekend. Okay, but rock on. Anyway, we'll anyway. start off with the uh, the Dutch Grand Prix at Zandvoort, man. And I'm starting it off with, I like the way you murk it. I like the way you murk it. A little play on Black Street with no diggity. I like the way you murk it. Yeah, and um. that's because Mercedes, well, they did, not only did they do awesome, they did something that most of the other teams would have considered impossible. Yeah. Um, they operated on hard tires. Yeah, and, and very well, very well, like very well, yeah. like it was, um, it was kind of shockingly well. Yeah. Even Mister Jimmy Hoff and Max Verstappen, when they called him on the radio, they were like, "Man, how's what do you think about the tires?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't think the hard tires are going to work." Yeah. Meanwhile, Mercedes is behind him, making up ground. Yeah, they were running faster laps, and they I, weren't they running faster laps yeah. on hards than they were on mediums. Yes. Which is just weird because that doesn't happen very. I mean, often. it has to be car setup, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's the only way to explain it, but. Um, Really pleased with their performance this weekend, and uh, I'll talk about Lewis Hamilton later because I think he got kind of screwed there at the end. I disagree wholeheartedly. But um, they did well. Uh, George Russell managed to keep his shirt on for the entire weekend. It was he, amazing. He actually posted some pictures this week <laughs> with where he had, on? he had a suit on. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, not only does he have a shirt, he has a jacket, a tie. I mean, this is fantastic. Wow. He's bringing me back, Jay. He's bringing me back. Okay, so obviously uh, Max Verstappen won this race for Red Bull. Um, I'm convinced he's using cheat codes. <laughs> he's he is a uh, baller. Isn't I he? think he's got like a D pad on his steering wheel, and right when the lights start to come on, he's like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A, and then he holds on the start button until the lights Super go out. Super mode. Yeah, and then he hits it, and you know now he's going. activated. Yeah, full time DRS. Yes. So um, he obviously won easily. It seemed like this weekend again. 
Um, but well, it, I mean, when he gets to start at the front of the field, and doesn't have to start at the very back. It makes it it's it's like a, that's this cheat code. Yeah, he didn't have to take any uh, penalties, no grid penalties this week. I mean, he did blow out a gearbox, but yeah, no grid penalties, so that's a good thing. But you know, it makes you wonder. And I know he's good, man. I'm not taking anything away from him at all, except when I say this. I'm not going to take anything away. This is that's that's like the southern equivalent of like. Bless his heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take anything away from him except Or if you're a this. Game of Thrones guy and you you know that Ned Stark used to say, you know, everything after or before Bud is crap. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, anyway, my question is, is Max that good or is everybody else just terrible lately? I think Max is that good. Uh, it's probably a combination. Yeah. You know, I think he has all the momentum. He has – he's in cruise control. Now, I mean, he doesn't have to have any pressure on him because Ferrari's been so bad, because Lewis Hamilton and and Mercedes weren't great at the first of the year. He's just kind of in cruise control now, and I think, again, he doesn't have any pressure. He he knows that he has to royally mess up to not win the championship. I mean, catastrophic uh, multiple races in a row for him not to win. Well, I mean, so. we got Singapore and Japan, then we hit the North American swing. He'll have it clinched by one of the North American races. Just crazy. If he if he stays with his current performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which, if Ferrari stays with their current lack of performance. And, and even, I mean, it's, I don't know. At this point, I mean, it's his to win. If he wins this week, doesn't it set a record? There's some record that's set or some. It's most race wins in one season, probably. Probably. Uh, he's I at 10 he's, already, yeah, right? Yeah. So this would be 11. 11 in a year. Yeah. That's pretty insane. That's insane. And, and you know what? Part of that, saying that out loud like that, it, it's got to be a little bit of lack of competition. They are just that much. And Red Bull as a whole, but I mean, Checo hasn't been as good lately, but um, Red Bull as a whole is just that much better. Yeah. But, you know, this but, is a point that I skipped. On my talking points. Yeah. But I think it leads into it is the what I'm calling the Red Bull conspiracy. I, I saw that on there, and, and I was really kind of – I love conspiracy theories. Yeah. Let me get my tinfoil hat. Give so, me one second. I got it right here. And I want to get – I want to save some of this for my podiums and back markers because okay. I, there's part of this on that. But So we've had two races this season where Checo Perez has spun out during qualifying to red flag the session when – competitors were on their flying lap running very well with a chance to maybe be faster than Max. Okay. Okay. If you bring up the Yuki Sonoda thing. We, uh, dude, I was sitting with friends, so I have witnesses, but I said that before. I mean, and it wouldn't, I mean, I'm not saying that nobody else would have thought of this, but um, when the Yuki Sonoda thing happened. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and let you disparage my sweet, is it Hannah, is that her name? The race engineer for or the stra- team strategist the one for Red laughing. Bull. Yeah, you're not going to disparage her. She's a rock star. Yeah, she's a rock star, Jay. Okay. Don't, don't well, yeah, that. they're all rock stars. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> they're brilliant, masterminding, conspiracy theorist genius people. But I'm just saying. So you know, Yuki um, has a. I don't know. My tires aren't fitted. I mean, it, yeah, he thought he didn't have a tire on right. So correctly, it's. It, it's You've got to understand that Red Bull are in constant communication with Alpha Tauri. It's, it's their sister team. Yep. So, you know, part of me is like Christian kind of- calling over and going, uh, Yuki has the least chance of doing anything well. He needs to have a tire problem. But and here's then the thing. we need to get him back on the road. Here's the thing. There was no reason to risk that, right? At that point. Yeah, absolutely there was. If they could have forced any Mercedes driver or any Ferrari driver into the pits – 
for a possible safety car and then I, no safety car? Okay, I understand why they why they would do that in that race. I totally get that. Yeah. Grand scheme of things. Take that's the problem with conspiracy theories is we you get very focused on this event. Yes, but broad like they're we just said they're going to win the championship going away. It's not going to be a problem. They don't need Yuki Sonoda to fake have an issue. And here's my thing though: if you want to give me a rash of crap uh, because of how bad it cost Ferrari, I'd like to remind you, sir, that Toto Wolf was the first one to go. Wait, what? Oh, you mean Toto Wolf was the first one to think that Red Bull did something wrong? Oh my God! Wait a minute. That must mean that they definitely no, I'm did just something saying it wrong. Wasn't centered on. This isn't because Ferrari lost type of thing. This is more than one team has now come forward and said, "Yeah, Toto complained." So I didn't know Toto knew how to complain. He didn't complain in the race. He complained later in the week. He complains about everything they do. So does Christian Horner. A hundred percent. But the, it's just it's too easy to be to say that in this race yeah I understand that the optics of it I saw it they're reaching in there messing with him kind of like they were loosening his belts they didn't really say what Which they were gave doing every team a chance to actually pit and not cost themselves track position so I get it after I understand the had already lost completely but lost track position they just had no reason to do it like they're, they if, have, they, if <laughs> they get caught doing it they are in trouble. They are going to win the championship without Yuki Sonoda going out there and stopping. Yeah, but they're Christian, winning the championship. Christian it doesn't Warner matter. Is the Steve Spurrier of F one man? He doesn't want to beat you. He wants to pound you. I understand, but this isn't the middle of the year. You know, like I, I would get it. It's if, absolutely the middle. Of but the year. I mean, but I, that's what I'm saying. It's the middle of the year. We're not. He doesn't have anything to gain here. He got a win, and he extended his his driver was already leading, and he extended his lead. Great. What. What did that do? He was going to win. Max was going to win with or without Yuki stopping on the track. Would Leclerc have got? Has Leclerc proven over the last ten races that he was going to get up there and race him? Yeah, I think so. I absolutely think so. He hasn't had a podium in like nine weeks. That's not true. He won Austria. Okay, however, it's been like nine weeks. No, you got to remember, there was four weeks of summer break in three. there. Three, three weeks of summer break. I don't know. Still not nine. To me, I feel like I, I. You know what? I wish I could figure out when. When's the last time he won? What was the date of that? Um, and listen, I if, just don't feel like that. that it's, was, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. If I was a guy that doesn't pick on my own team, if I was a straight homer and said that Ferrari does everything right, you would be a liar because you is everybody has eyes. Okay, first I need you just to agree with me here because I'm absolutely correct. <laughs> um, it'd be different if I never picked on my own team, which I'm about to do extensively when we get to our next little piece here. But my point is. Why do the chintzy stuff? Because I absolutely think some of that is true. You really think that they did that? I mean, like, legitimately. You think yeah. that Yuki Sonoda yeah. went out there and stopped on the track to, that sport, to mess over? Yes. Okay. I, I just don't. I absolutely believe it. And if it wouldn't be race after race after race after race where something weird like this happens that benefits Red Bull and hurts everybody else, when they don't need to, because here's the point you're absolutely correct about. Max would have still won. I believe yeah. that. Would Charles have been closer? Yes. Okay. Uh, would Carlos Sainz have possibly had a chance to get closer? Yes. But my point is, why do this stuff? I just don't think, I don't think they you are. Can't dis, nobody can disprove any of this. That's another piece of it. They okay. can't because it's crazy. And, you know, you see one thing and you're like, okay, that's just a coincidence. You see two weird things and... 
That's a coincidence. And eight weeks is still not nine weeks. <laughs> it's been show eight me, weeks you since show he me won. all the papers. Eight weeks. I was close. Close only counts for horseshoes and hand grenades. I got you. Um, but sorry, you know, I didn't mean to derail. Three, your rant. four, five things. This ain't even my rant. I know. This is fun though. I yeah. get to, we don't argue very often on yeah. here. We don't disagree very often on here. This is fun. But three, four, five weird things that 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 absolutely benefit Red Bull and hurt everybody else that they're in contention with. Man, you got to start calling a duck a duck after a while. I guess I think that if you were going to do something weird like that, yeah, you would have done it last year. And the reason is because Lewis and Max are tight. Yeah. Every lap, every race, every qualifying session matters. Right now it doesn't. I mean it does. Yeah. But it's a big lead. Oh, I still think Again, that. you would have to have catastrophic events. All things being equal though, I still think it's it's Lewis and Charles. Or Max and Charles that are the close the closest to each other. Yeah. Talking um, about this week. Yeah. Or yeah, this year. week. Well yeah. I'm, about, I'm just saying that if you were I would totally buy that it was a that that they told Sonoda to go out there and, and mess over everybody else. I would totally buy it if it was really close in the championship race, but it's not. It's not close in the championship race. So what? What well, it's is closer than people think? I how, think. What, what, I mean, how many points is it? However many points. I don't know. What, I mean, yeah. I know you don't know. It's he's won ten races. Charles has won. I don't think it's all that close. Uh, yeah, and the point is, you're making some of my own argument for me. Because he doesn't need to do this kind of stuff. I just don't think he is doing this stuff. Is my point. Well, okay, that's that's my thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're looking too hard for. Uh, I'm not the only one. I understand that. In and fact, I, I'm not even one of a million. I'm I'm probably in the minority. Yeah, I mean, I'm you okay are. with that. Um, but I just think that it, again, if they were close, and and you know what? Here's the deal. I'm going to jump over to your side for a minute. Maybe Christian Horner does it because they're not close. To see what he could get away for with next year when they are close. Yes. Maybe that's what it is. Because next year they will be closer. If you use the 2020 to 2021 philosophy for 2022 to 2023, yeah. then I think you're going to see much closer. I think next year has a shot. So I know we transitioned, and this isn't even on a part of our yeah. talk. I think next year has a shot to be a legitimate three-horse race. I think Mercedes is going to be better. Oh, I think I it'll think, be four. Who's going to be the four? Alpine. And I'll get to that. Really? Yes. Okay. So, um, but I, for sure, three. I think for sure you're going to have a three horse race that could be really, really good. Yeah. I think it could be really. I mean, I think you're going to have. I don't think it's going to be Lewis. I think it's going to be Russell, Charles, and Max. Like I think, I think next year is the year for Formula One. It's already got. It's, I mean, we're already right there, and it's exploding. I think next year is just throwing. Yeah. Extra gas, gas on, on the, the fire. fire. Yeah. Great so, months think alike. We have to talk about um, great months also disagree alike. Um, we have to talk about that was Ferrari. Fun. Yes, it was. It was a good time. Um, so, I don't know if you knew this or not, or anybody listening. Formula One cars have four tires. They do? They do. They have four tires, not three. Have you told Egon? Um, I've tried. Okay. But we're talking about a kid that only had half of a slinky and he straightened it. And gotcha. So, it, here we are. Makes anyway, sense. Formula One cars have four tires. So, <laughs> Carlos Sainz pulls in for his first pit stop. The gun guys run out. They get situated. Tires come out. Well, three of them did. I mean, the fourth one came out. It just went to the wrong area, right? Right. Well, sort of. But here's the thing. The gun guy kneels down by the left rear tire that's not there. And he just stands there looking at, looking at the socket for where the tire is supposed to be. You've got one job. 
is the gun guy. You're telling me if the, you have the gun there and there's no tire, that you're not going to react in some way? He didn't at all. He did not. He just sat there and looked studiously at the socket that didn't have a tire. Just waiting. Just waiting. I'm, I'm going to be the best it was gun guy brutal. ever. When he puts that tire there, I'm going to be so fast. It's like those moment of silences that go awkwardly longer than they need to do. Absolutely. You know, right? Everybody's so, been in that church for yeah, sure. Right. So, <laughs> and, and not to pick on any moment of silence in recorded human history. I'm just saying some of them get crazy long for no reason. Yeah, Brother John, wrap this yeah, up. we got to get right. to the buffet. So, he's just sitting there. And here's my other thing. I watched it over and over. The pit wall where Mattia Bonotto and all the, the, the management group yeah. set – Dude, if that had had been Red Bull and that had happened, Horner would have turned around and yeah. been like, what in the H is going on? Yeah, right. 100%. Yeah. Toto would have gone ballistic. Cyril too. at Renault would yeah. have been going nuts. Gunter at Haas would have been, everybody would have been going nuts. Trying to figure out what's going on. And I realize in Italy, during the middle of their workday, they take a nap. I realize that. Okay. But you, you don't do it while you're at work. No, I mean, right? preferably not. So they didn't even turn around. It's like they're just sitting there playing Candy Crush on their phone, and they got a guy that doesn't have all of his tires. Watching the Netflix video of what's going on. <laughs> That's going to be a good one. So uh, anyway. I mean, what a crazy event. Though. So, and I may, I, I probably didn't watch it as many times as you did. The tire changer ran to the front of the car, right? Yeah, but he came, he came, he was... He ran right. to the front and then realized where he was right. and ran back around the car, right? Right, and then he stopped at the the left rear tire, and there was no tire there. No, I'm talking about the tire carrier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sorry. tire carrier, the guy that actually had the tire, Yeah, he didn't, he went to the front of the car, right? He did. He came around the front of the car. I couldn't really tell if he just stopped there. It was pretty, that part was kind of quick. I mean, I'm kind of wondering if maybe like one guy said he had the front left and one guy had the back left, and then they got confused on who went where. I'm just telling Which you, is man, odd. I was so laser-focused on this gun guy. <laughs> you didn't believe And I became so befuddled and bereft that this guy wasn't yelling at the top of his lungs, where is the tire? You would think he would be going crazy. Why I, was he not going crazy? I don't know, man. I don't know how he still has a job today. Maybe he doesn't. You know, Who, I, I mean, That's not the gun guy's fault, though, right? That's the tire carrier's fault. It is, but it's the gun guy's fault for not going, hey, man. Saying something. Where's my tire? For the record, if he had said something, he would have been the only person on the entirety of Ferrari's team. I mean, even Carlos Sainz was or just even like... even Carlos Sainz just uh, sat in the car. How are you not yelling at the top of your yeah. lung, let's go, 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 Come go. on, guys. Like, Come on, guys. Doing? Must get the podium? You know, kind of... <laughs> and he was having a fairly decent race, right? Yeah, I mean, well, he was... Fifth, sixth? You know, I was listening to Jolion Palmer, too, and he's right. He's like, I, I don't know what he's doing. He just doesn't have any pace. He's just kind of running back there he's not trying to gain he's not really falling back other cars are catching him yeah right but you know and there was a lot of people that thought well they're they're backing him off on purpose because of the tire deck being so high they figured maybe he could catch up when everybody else's tires start to get worn out then he can push and, but and, again that's just supposition because we don't know and, and if you're listening out there tire deck is tire degradation. Correct. Uh, so when the tires get worn out on the track and get slicker, and, and, and that's what Jay was talking yeah. about there, just FYI. So anyway, really not happy again with Ferrari. I think your pie graph you sent out this week, I, I was telling a friend, I said, so I just got this from another friend, and while harsh, it's still funny AF. Yeah. Because, Here's a, and I, I come across as the Ferrari hater. 
Yeah. I really don't I know hate you're not. Ferrari. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I know you're not. I can just poke fun at them because they are like, it's they're the team that, that doesn't want to win. Right? You know, you know it's got, did you watch the Florida State LSU game? On Monday? Where the Florida State guy just stood there? Like, like, like they don't want to win. Like, right. neither team wanted to win. I mean, that's, that's Ferrari. Ferrari has the cars that can win, and they act like they don't want to. I mean, you see guys. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. You see cartoons of guys shooting themselves in the foot, and it's one shot. Yeah. In the foot, but it's like Ferrari's got unlimited ammo. <laughs> they just keep, keep doing shooting it. <laughs> themselves in the foot. Yeah. I don't under, I still can't understand. And he came out, what's that dude's name? Bonotto? Yeah. He came out again and said, we're not making any changes. I, I'm going to tell you, whoever his boss is, need, okay, then you're the change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't want to make any change, then we change you. Yeah. Because that's a championship winning car and championship winning drivers and a team that looks like they wouldn't fit in at Haas. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's the the Rounders movie when Matt Damon was like Doyle Brunson used to say, if you can't figure out who the sucker is in your first 30 seconds at the table, guess what, man? You're the sucker. They're the sucker. <laughs> right. I'm telling you, you know, that would be an interesting an interesting uh, experiment. Keep the same drivers, keep the same car. Right. And switch the entire race engineer, team principal, team strategist with Williams. I almost think Williams would do a better job. Well, yeah, with Ferrari's car? Yeah. Sure. Because they have to work harder with a lesser product than Ferrari does. Yeah. And Ferrari, I mean, Ferrari is making decisions that are just ridiculous. I mean, they cannot, their team truck crashed on the way to the race this week. Yeah, I was waiting for you to bring that up. Yeah, how crazy saying. is that? Matty Gallagher brought that up and yeah. put it on, put it on, shout out to Matt there. I'm just uh, hoping that's not like some kind of, what's it called, butterfly effect? Where, you know, it just yeah. creates a It gets cascading. worse and worse, yeah. yeah. Cascade of problems. And this is their home race. Yes. Um, they do have some sweet new fire suits that are yellow and black. They kind of look like a minion. And um, the, But the livery's nice. It's not a big change. I saw... I think it looks like Renault's from 2019. Well, I sent you the black and gold one. Yeah. Black and yellow one. I don't think they're running that one. They're running that red and yellow. But, man, that black and yellow was sweet. Well, yeah. I like the old Renault car. I loved that black and yellow. I just... I'm not a huge black and yellow fan, but well, it's because you're a Cowboys fan and you hate the Steelers. That's true. <laughs> I'm actually the weird Cowboys fan that likes the Steelers. Yeah. Um, but it was just a really cool car. It's you know, I, I don't think Ferrari's going to do well this week. It's just I think the trend is at this point it's not it's not a blip anymore. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, well, I, I hate think this to go is just all, who they are. I hate to go all Sam Collins from F1 TV's Tech Talk. Okay. But um, I'm going to. Cool. Uh, Ferrari's not built for their own track. Their car's not set up. I hope, th- hopefully, they change it. But as you said, Bonotto said they don't need to make any changes. I don't need to make any changes. Uh, this track is going to be absolutely suited for Red Bull. Yeah. If Mercedes goes to a legacy type setup, I think they'll do well. I think McLaren will do well. McLaren needs to do well. McLaren won two this one last year. Now, to be fair, it was because Max Verstappen was instructed by Christian Horner to drive over the top of Lewis Hamilton's car and take them both out of the race. But uh, here we go with the Red Bull conspiracies <laughs> again. I'm Whatever. Not, I, I don't I actually. He believes that. I don't endorse that message. That was just a joke. He believes but, that. But seriously, that's what happened. Anyway, um, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, so McLaren, that's the last thing they've won, right? Yeah. First one they won in a decade. I bet they gave that guy a sweet contract this year, right? Who? 
Danny Rick. I mean, he won, right? Yeah, they Didn't, did. They gave him a third more to leave the team. <laughs> How is it? I still can't get over that. Yeah. That the guy, the only guy that's won in 10 years, you guys fire. Yeah. <laughs> it blows my mind, man. Hey, man, we're going to fire you, but, yeah. but you're going to leave here this year with more money than you made this year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. kudos to Danny Rick for being a heck of a businessman. Yeah, somebody. Yeah, and, and you know, I thought it was a real class act that, that Danny said he, he reached out to Oscar and just said, hey, man, no hard feelings. Like You're coming into Formula One. This is awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Danny Rick's a class act. So I mentioned you were talking about a three-horse race, and I mentioned it being a four-horse race with, yep. with Alpine. Okay. Um, and a lot of that has to do with what I think Fernando Alonso's job at Alpine was this year, which was to push that car and show Esteban Ocon what that car can do. Now, they both run right in the midfield every race for the, like the past five or six races, maybe seven races. Alonso was complete savage out there Sunday, running around the track, um, doing the overtakes that he did. And, you know, of course, he got into the little fracas with Lewis Hamilton on lap one there. I forgot yeah. turn three or four or whatever it was. but Knocked uh, him out, right? Well, no. No, Ham- no, 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 no. Hamilton no. Yeah. got on his inside tire and, and went airborne. Went up over yeah. him. Yeah, that's right. Um, Sorry. And I'm granted, up my races. And granted, Alonso is leaving to go to Aston Martin, which I think that's going to be his job at Aston Martin. Do the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, get them on board and get them moving forward. Uh, but I think Esteban Ocon has picked up enough from just his own experience and from a car that's lightning quick on the straights and watching Alonso do his his job. And I think when Daddy leaves, the son's going to do okay. So, Esteban Ocon, you think it's going to be Esteban Ocon? Because they're saying it's going to be Pierre Gasly's ride, right? Well, I think Ocon will still be there. Well, I mean, of course. But who's, yeah. who's driver one? Well, if they put – I think Gasly is very much a younger type of Alonzo-type driver. He's not afraid to go aggressive. I mean, is that one of those true we don't have a driver one, just whoever yeah. performs the best? Yeah, and I think that's Because Ocon hasn't given us anything to think that he's like some stud. I think everybody, including Red Bull, will be anxious to see, and they won't admit it, but I think they're going to be anxious to see what Gasly can do when he breaks free from Red Bull. Okay. He's been at some type of Red Bull car. Forever. Forever. Now, I did see a thing today that said Christian Horner's not going to let him out of his contract unless – who is this guy they're trying to get? Varder, Verder? What's this dude's name? Oh, the, is it the Indy He's guy? the Indy car guy, but they're trying to get his Colton license. Herda? Herda. They're trying to get his license all done. The FIA's got to let him go and yeah. say he's okay to ride. I think he has more – I don't understand how all this stuff works, but it's off points – he has more points than Max Verstappen had when he came into F one, but they haven't given the they haven't given the the bless the papal blessing yet. So okay, I don't know. Anyway, so I, that's that's going to hold up the Alpine Pierre Gasly move. Yeah, um, but I think and my point is, I, it's not a definite. But if you're talking about a four horse race next year, unless McLaren does complete overhaul of their car, because even Lando doesn't like it. I know everybody's talking about Danny because it's easy to put the spotlight on Danny right now. Yeah. But Lando doesn't like that car either. No. Everybody hates that car. You can tell that, that, that none of them are comfortable in it. Yeah, and Alpine has secretly, and by extension Renault, has secretly built an incredibly good car that is doing incredibly well. I think it exceeds expectation. I don't think they thought – I thought they, they thought maybe five, six, but running four. So, yeah, so it's, it's – how far are they behind Mercedes for three? I mean, you talk about a big jump in money. Yeah. I, and that's I mean, how you make still, Alpine. Yeah, they're still pretty far behind. I need to look at the numbers. What did they run like? Do you remember where they finished last year? Was it five, uh, Alpine? Alpine? I thought they were ahead of McLaren last year. Last year, too? Yeah. 
Because I thought McLaren had like that big run last year. That's why everybody came into this year really hopeful. Was well, that, I mean, they had a yeah, they had a solid. They won Monza. One, they yeah. went one two at Monza. That probably helped them out. That, I mean, that was what is that? A bunch of twenty five and nineteen points. Yeah. So, you know, that's a lot of points. Yep. When you're somebody like Haas or Williams, um, yeah, it might have been close, but it might have yeah. been McLaren. I don't know, but uh, doesn't matter because they switched the entire car, and now McLaren can't figure out how to drive a car. So that's neither here nor there, but yeah, I think Alpine's got a solid shot. So you think Alpine can make it a four horse race next year? Yes, with either Ocon or Gasly or whoever at, that at is. At the very least, they're going to play spoiler. Yeah, you think uh, they might get a? It'll be like an independent party person entering an yeah. election race to to drag away votes from somebody. Is what I just wonder be. how many how many? I, mean, I don't know. You know the history of F one a lot more than I do. Alpine's a relatively new team, right? Well, I mean, they're they're, they're Renault. Yeah, they're Renault, just rebranded. But yeah, and that, the, when was their last win? You know, I'm trying to think when their last race win was. Eric F one farmers out there and probably reciting it, yelling at the the podcast right now. His phone. Yeah, um, man, I can't think. I mean, it's okay. been a while. No big deal. I was just I didn't know how successful that team was historically. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's the largest car company in the world, for one thing. There's that. I mean, they've been around longer than a lot of other companies. Um, what is Alpine? It's Renault. No, I mean, what what is what is Alpine? Is it a company? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like a subdivision. So back in the day when Renault was running um, F1 and whatever other racing series, Alpine was kind of like their rally because, you know, okay. really a couple of famous cars. Um, Alpine was a separate mod, almost like AMG, Sort of, if you think of it as Mercedes AMG, yeah, that's like AMG the racing was like division, a third right? party, and then Mercedes bought them, okay, and it became Mercedes. And Mercedes AMG became their racing division. Renault Alpine is the same situation, okay. So it's sort of like so that. Renault's like the brand, yeah. Alpine's like the racing division. Yeah, so gotcha. Yeah, that's the best way to look at it without getting crazy in the deep grass. But okay. uh, anyway, uh, a couple other things this weekend I thought were funny. Uh, Vettel Schumacher, I don't know if you saw that. There was like. Six or seven laps where they were, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And neither one of them, both of them racing like a couple good buddies out there, like, man, you know, mess with you a little bit. I'm going to mess with you a little bit. I'm going to make it a little difficult, but hey, we're still going to go get beers after, right? Yeah, they're not hitting each other, but just making it a little difficult. Anybody else would have been, they'd have been, somebody would have got wheel to wheel contact sent off the track or got more to get mad. Yeah. And, you know, Vettel's like, you know, I'm on my way out. Dude, can I tell you, I'm so upset that. As an F1 fan, I didn't get more into Sebastian Vettel. Yeah. I'm, I'm upset that I didn't – because I saw some stuff like him riding his bike and running, you know, on, on TikTok and stuff. I, I watch him running in, and yesterday – or I don't know if it was yesterday, but I saw a video yesterday. George Russell is walking with the woman that is the co-host of the Walking the Paddock show, and he's, yeah. she's walking with George Russell – and Sebastian walks in front and just kind of blocks the camera on purpose, just messing with him. Yeah. And, like, he just seems like the coolest dude. He's the biggest joker on the grid, man, him and Danny. I mean, they, he just – I'm really upset that I didn't get more into becoming a fan of his uh, because he seems like a really solid dude. And, man, those years that he took four championships in a row with Red Bull, though, man, he was a beast yeah. on the track. I mean, he had the car, so it helped. But, a stone-cold killer out yeah. there. That's awesome. But still – Always a joker and a humanitarian, really good guy on and off the off the track. So seems like a good human. Yeah, just seems like a good dude. So last, um, so we had Ricardo this weekend, and I've went crazy with music this week. But um, 
He's singing the new edition classic, Mr. Phonadin Man. <laughs> what? Um, it really felt like he just... I thought he really was singing when I read this. No, and I was no, no, like, no. Why is he singing You don't singing remember this? Mr. Telephone Man? But I have no idea okay, what you're talking anyway, about right now. So he literally just looked like he was sitting in a car. I'm getting paid to do this, so I might as well do it. I'm you just know. here so I won't yeah. get fined. Yeah. So Said that to a buddy of mine this week. That's what he's doing. Man, did you see... You're reading my notes. I, I did. I am reading. Are it. you reading my notes? Is yes. that the sigh that you just did? Yeah. Or were you sighing because I cut you off? I'm trying to piece this all together. No, go for it. Okay. So I just, as we were getting ready for this edition, I, I always, my favorite resource is Planet F1. And the first one is, it's a video, uh, number A here, letter letter A in the first. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, he was walking with Checo. They're walking to the grid. And you just catch the audio of, I don't know, thinking about sitting out, looking for somewhere 24. And, you know, you can take that out of context. He could have been talking about anything. Yeah. But in the context of everything that's going on in his life right now, it seems rather telling. Um, And then I saw another thing that he is talking to Mercedes, an article on Planet F1, that he's talking to Mercedes about possibly being their reserve driver for 2023. Which led me down the rabbit hole of my conspiracy theory of if Hamilton retires, could he take the seat next to George Russell? Okay, so here's where I'm going to go with that because I like that, and I'm going to tell you why. Russell would probably love to have Danny Rick as a teammate, and I'm going to tell you why. Well, so I'm going to cut you off for just a minute because have you and seen the interview? I'm not going to tell you why because you're going to cut me off. Go ahead. You tell me <laughs> no. why first. So my point is um, Russell is not going to want a powerful personality. And Danny Rick used to be that, yeah. but he's not. I think he's a teddy bear now. Yeah. I mean, um, and I think George is looking for somebody that he can go to Toto and go, hey, this is, he's here to help score points. I'm here to win championships. Yep. So um, Mercedes already proved time and time again they can't have two alphas because they tried that with Nico Rosberg and that just did not work. They're trying it right now, and it doesn't yeah, really work. Yeah, and it doesn't really work. They can say it works all they want, but it doesn't. And um, I think Danny Rick's the perfect person for that. If Danny Rick can get in that seat and consistently come in fourth or fifth even, I think yeah. Russ will be happy as a lark. Win. Yeah. I mean, he could be Checo. Yeah. Just help him. Yep. You know, win a race here or there. Something well, happens strategy-wise. It sucks for the person that is that guy. I mean, ask Valtteri Boltas but, or, or Checo. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing about Boltas that, you know, yeah, he played second fiddle, but he probably stood on the podium more than anybody currently in Formula One. Probably so. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. You could probably combine them, and he probably stood on more podiums. I'd have to look that up, but, man, it was either Hamilton, Boltas, and somebody, or Hamilton, somebody, and Boltas every Every race. Every race. Every race. Yeah. So, and he even threw together some wins in there when Hamilton yeah. was out. So, so you know, again, this is just me yeah, reading the tea leaves, reading too much into this, putting my, my tinfoil. But if you're going to be the reserve driver in 2023, why would you not just bring him in? Unless they have some young buck that is going to be. But let George be the guy and, and bring Danny Rick in to help him. Yeah. You know, however he needs to help him, you know, whether it's, Mentally, or if it's strategically, or if it's just, hey, score points, because we want to win a Constructors, too. And Toto's already proven he's a guy that can do that, and he might yeah. already be doing it, and we just don't know. I bet that. he is already doing that. But, I mean, he held on to Esteban Ocon for a year, even though they are, everybody knew he was going to, to Renault, which became Alpine. Yep. Everybody knew that. And Toto was just kind of, 
just to play, you know, keeping Esteban as a placeholder. Just until, in case. Until they just made their decision. But, yep. uh, yeah, I absolutely think he could do that with Danny. That'd probably be a good call. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And I, I don't hate Mercedes. I've said it a thousand. Yeah. I, that's the thing is there's none of these teams I don't like. Right. There's really none of these drivers I don't like. You know, it makes it hard to cheer for one when you kind of like everybody. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that would be cool. I just want to see Danny Rick do well. Yeah. Um, okay. I had one other thing okay. in Formula One, and I didn't put it in the talking points. And, I, you know, I've got the post-race show from Netherlands on mute right here watching it. But uh, it reminded me, Nick DeVries, reserve driver for Mercedes, is leaving Mercedes. So this goes to your point. I mean, it's actually almost works out too well. Yeah. So he is going to – where did I say he was going today? Aston Martin. To be a reserve? Um, I don't know what he's doing, but it. Well, he's with across. Lance Stroll. I mean, it's Lance Stroll and Fernando Alonso. Yeah, I I don't know, but it came through on my Twitter this morning, and I didn't get to research it because I got busy with work. Yeah. But uh, and it came through on Aston's the cognizant Aston Martin F one team, whatever uh, Twitter, and I didn't get to read it. I sent it to you, um, but I didn't get to check it out. But it said he's going over there. Well, I mean. Yeah, I mean, technically, they're on a Mercedes power plant, so, you know, it's not a huge move step over, but, I, you know, I'm wondering what's going on there. I mean, somebody has to be moving. I don't know who's there. Do you know off the top of your head who the reserve know. is? I also wouldn't put it past Lawrence Stroll to fire his own kid, but. I wouldn't either. I mean, um, money's money. Yeah. You know? Um, What was I going to say? Oh, I know what I was going to say a minute ago about, you were talking about Danny Rick and George Russell, and, and they were doing an interview with uh, with Danny Rick, and they said, you know, the person doing the interviews, like, hey, you know, who out there is a, a, a Danny Ricardo fan? And George Russell was the first person to raise his hand. He was like, who in here is not a Danny a Ricardo fan? So it makes me think he kind of fanboys out over him a little bit. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. I think he would he would really like that spot. But yeah. Um, okay. Moving to GT World Challenge Europe. Okay. So you got a lot of notes, my friend. Yeah. That's because I need them, but I, we won't go over, you know, 60% of this, but uh, obviously GT World Challenge Europe and GT4 Series Europe at Hockenheim this past weekend. Okay. Weird weekend. I know I mentioned last week that, you know, you had this really tight race uh, between Mercedes and Ferrari uh, in GT3. Yes. Uh, going into the penultimate race or whatever. Um, so, <laughs> funny story, 30 minutes into the race, Ferrari, Iron Lynx Ferrari, wreck each other out of the race. How's that happen? They, well, uh, the uh, Rigon for number 71 Iron Lynx Ferrari, uh, he, this is what it looked like when I watched the race. So it looked like he tried to overextend and tried to go too far into a turn to try to get an overtake. Okay. And it almost looked like he didn't realize his teammate was right there. Anyway, they spun out and went out in the grass. One went into the wall. The well, other one spun out. Both cars out of the race. Ferrari really just did not have a good weekend. No, they did not. But on the flip side, Marciello in the in the Mercedes Benz. Now, granted, Hockenheim's not built for straight. It's not built for straight line speed. Okay, it's all about very, maneuverability. It's a maneuverability type of track. Um, had no pace. Their actual race was boring. I mean, they just did not have. They could not keep up right so okay. they weren't even a factor really the majority of the race so we have this situation where audi like five minutes into the race guys are calling the race for audi right so you have three audis because everybody else is out right so you have three audis up there uh the one that wins hasn't won a race since 2017 <laughs> right the second place hasn't won a race since 2018 then the third place audi actually gets nicked 
at the end and can't fit, doesn't come in third. They had a chance at all three spots on the podium, and Porsche capitalized and took the took the third place spot. So it was Audi, Audi, Porsche, Audi, Audi, Porsche. Um, so it's like a T Wayne song. Yeah, it was uh, it was a weird race. Um, so now going into the the next race, uh, Mercedes only has, and that's Marcello, the guys that are the favorites, but they yeah. only have an eleven point advantage heading into Barcelona. So with Ferrari right on their heels, right? Yeah, Ferrari's still on their heels. Um, Is this the last race? Uh, it should be the last race of the of the endurance series. Yeah. So anyway, it's funny that it doesn't end on like a big race, like the twenty four hour of whatever. Yeah i i don't I don't know why it doesn't. They they put all their cool races like at the beginning and, and in the middle. So and not, you think you'd want to end yeah. with like the twenty four hours of spa or something? Yeah, and it, it's important to note too that WRT Audi they have an outside chance of snaking this title, but they need they didn't need not only the win. They, they probably need, the need same two thing spots on the podium, week. and then yes, okay. that's exactly what they need. So anyway, um, looking forward to watching that race in Barcelona. It'll be at where we race on Spain. So, really? Oh, yeah. Catalonia. Same track, yeah. So, same track. That's cool. Uh, GT4 Series. Um, race one, saw my Aston Martin team come in second, so I was pretty happy. Pro Sport Racing. Uh, but Mercedes took it, and BMW came in, in third, which is pretty much as expected. In fact, that race was pretty much as expected. Um, and then race two, it was Audi. Audi, Porsche, which is the same Audi, as the Audi, G- Porsche. Yep, just the same as the GT3 course. Um, in fact, uh, Santa Lock Racing, they came in first. Their Audi team came in first in GT3 and GT4. Really? Yeah. So, That's kind of cool. Yeah, really. Uh, Good weekend know, for them. I know them. we're on ESPN, so I can't even say the last name of the driver that races for them in GT4. Okay. So, uh, because it would probably get flagged. It would probably get beeped. Will would beep us. I mean, I don't know how you walk. I mean, his last name starts with a B. Okay. So, is it on our sheet here? Yeah, it is on your sheet. Yeah, it's I'm under sure. race two there. So, I doubt I can share that, um, even though it's somebody's last name. But anyway, they did very well. They started from pole and took it straight to the victory. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that's one of the seven deadly ones. <laughs> so, it's going to be pivotal going into the championship. Um, also, a tight race. So, we're, we're at a series where. GT4 and GT World Challenge at the same time are in the Europe, at least in the European series, are both neck and neck's kind of a hard word to use in this type of racing, but it's close. Pretty close. Yeah, pretty, pretty close. Okay. So, anyway, some solid racing this weekend. It was fun to watch. Um, it's funny that, you know, I was sitting there thinking this weekend, I, you know, I really watch GT World Challenge Europe's probably my favorite of the GTs. Yeah. Uh, and then I watch America because, you know, I'm American and I like seeing the cars that don't show up in GT World Challenge Europe, which the Mustang, yeah, the Camaro, uh, the Super is starting to cross over a little bit. But, you know, we also have GT World Challenge Asia. We also have GT World Challenge uh, Australia. We're, we're going to have a whole show dedicated yeah. to GT World Challenge. But I don't watch those two. And, I, I you know, I, I don't know. I've caught tidbits of the races, but it's like, dude, I got so much bandwidth. Yeah, you know, I get it. If we were doing this full time, yes, I would. That's what I would do. You'd probably check them out. Yeah. But, so if, speaking of that, if you want to sponsor the show and help us do that yeah. full time. <laughs> This would be a good time to hit us up on Twitter or uh, Discord and, and talk about how you want to sponsor the show. Hey, and I'll tell you what else. If you're listening to this show and you're wondering, because you are a fan of GT World Challenge Asia and Australia, sell me on it. 
Send me an email. Sell me on it. I'll put some. I'll put some stuff together and start watching it. We'll have you on the show. You yeah. can come on here live and tell us why we should start watching it. So anyway, really solid racing this weekend. Um, World Rally Championship is back this weekend. Okay. Uh, coming up, uh, starting Thursday, and this one's a kind of a weird rally because it starts Thursday night with a super special power stage where it's. Uh, I don't know if you've so done it's got it. Got the long stage first. Uh, no, no, no. It's it's one of the one on one. An actual yeah. race, yeah, 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 where they do it on a on a controlled close on a controlled course. closed yes. course. Yes, I've done so that. So it's more like rally cross. It was very weird. Yeah, and, I mean, I liked it, but and they're usually very difficult. And well, the one it. I did was extremely difficult, but yeah. I'm I'm a not do, a beginner. Do the best. one at Spain if you want to. I mean, because it is mind blowing. There's I'm coming. You know, we hear all the left forty straight flattening crest, yeah. jump, stay middle, rock in, tree out, donut. I mean, like, I heard it. I'm driving, and I'm like, guys, like my navigator's like donut, and I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Is it an apple fritter? Because if there, it's not an apple fritter, I don't want there it. There was a bale there with a big circle painted on the ground, and I had to do a like I'm in, on a straight stretch, and it said donut. I had to do a, a donut around that thing, and then go straight again. No joke. Luckily, instinctively, I just figured that out because I'm and I'm sitting there, and he said it, and I'm like, does he just want me to do a donut around that bale? So I did it. They didn't say I did anything wrong, so I'm like, I just kept going, and then later on there was another donut. Anyway, That's really impressive. weird. So, um, anyway, we're at Greece. The Acropolis. Yeah, this is a, this is a crazy, it's a twisty gravel mountain road. Um, there's so much dust. I hate to say this, but this is one of the ones you watch on TV, you're hoping they do like the overhead angle. Yeah. Because you cannot see. I mean, you cannot see. Now, I don't know, I, obviously I don't get to talk to the drivers on a daily basis, but daily basis but um, i've seen this this rally run in wet weather and dry weather and as a driver i'd almost rather have the wet weather i know there's going to be deep mud in spots but i'd almost rather have the wet at weather. least you can see just not the i hate dust i hate yeah. driving in it i just i don't know how a driver would enjoy that at all yeah, it'd be terrible i mean if you're, you can't see what's in front of yeah. you yeah I mean, if you're the co-driver, you're looking at the notepad. And if you're the driver, it's like the, the co-driver will say something. But you're like, dude, I can't see what you're saying. It's not that I'm not trying to do it. Yeah. You know? So, you know, that part, I, I kind of hope there's some, some weather. Um, Just to knock down the dust? Yeah. So, Thursday night, they're actually going to be racing inside the old Athens Olympic Stadium for that. Oh, semester. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the the There's 16 stages. And it's going to be 303 kilometers that'll be covered during the 16 stages over the weekend. Cool. Sunday's actually the shortest one, so you know if you if you can pick up uh, WRC Plus to watch Sunday, that'd be a great little entry point in it. It's not that much. It's 45 kilometers for Sunday, three stages, I think. Um, you know, give it a go. And Sunday's when some of the the best stuff is anyway. Um, but one of the stages is called Tarzan. And I wanted to bring this up because, you know, you always, you know, either like it or get on me a little bit about the history. Uh, but Saturday's Tarzan is perhaps the most iconic of all the stages. It used to be named something else. It was called Forna. And then it was renamed in honor of a, a man named Georges Borgos, an Athens police officer who moved to live in a small home alongside the stage. And his nickname was Tarzan. Well, that's cool. So they renamed the whole stage. Tarzan. Like so, in honor of that guy. Yeah, in honor of that guy. So that's a really neat little that piece of That is pretty of cool. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. But 
just you know, you always ask this the for the standings, and I never really had the information on hand. But yep. Rovin Perez at two hundred and three points. Oh, hold on, let me get to where I can see this. Okay, and Oit Tannic is at one hundred and thirty-one points. So what, seventy-two points down or whatever? And yep. there's only four rallies left. And remember, the scoring is the same as F one. Oh, okay. So. Oh, so he's kind of got that one. Yeah, he's kind of got it one. I mean, Rovin Parrot have to have some like some crash out DNFs yeah. and not be able to finish, but still, he's made a, a heck of a comeback. Ev- Elvin Evans is at 116. He surpassed Terry Newville, but Newville's at like 106 in fourth place. Close. So that could potentially that could go change. Back and forth, yes, yeah. that one could change hands. So that's really where, and I think Evans could catch Tannic, but Tannic's on a tear. So yeah, you know. Um, that's you're really your only fight right now is for second and third, I think personally. Cool. So we got Greece left, which is this weekend, then New Zealand, then Spain, then Japan. Uh, and forgive me for asking, do we have Formula One this weekend? Uh, or is this, yeah, this is Monza this weekend. Monza this week. We talked yeah. about it. Yeah, we talked about it. For some reason, I couldn't remember if there was a break or if there wasn't a break. Okay, good. We do have Monza. So are we ready for? We got to do podium. We got to get through this, man. Holy Moses! We went crazy on F one tonight. Okay. It's Who's, your turn. It's my turn to go first. Yes. All right. <laughs> I have put a lot of thought into this. And I guess okay. I want you to know that while this week has been crazy, I'm going to take you on a trip. I'm going to take you on a trip. Hopefully it's a fast trip. It's going to be a quick trip. Okay. For my number three. Okay. I want you to think back to when you were a kid. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. I want you to think back when you were a kid. And, and and you're watching Saturday morning cartoons, okay. okay? And your feet get just a little cold. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay? You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Well, you, well, you're just like, my feet are freezing. And you pull on your favorite three-stripe socks from Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And right after that, you probably snuggled up next to your Furby and watched the Power Rangers, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. And if you don't get the joke here, Jay did my Power Rankings, and it was the pink Power Ranger, Furbies, and three-striped socks from the 80s. So my real Power Ranking. Okay, podium. Podium, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte Claire getting on the podium for the first time in eight weeks. I was wrong. Eight weeks. George Russell, number two, making the call to go to Soft's. Wow, we didn't even bring that up, and you're right, man. That was he, brilliant. Brilliant move. He said, you know what? No. Let's go sauce and see what happens. Yep. Uh, and then the Red Bull team, they're just unstoppable right now. That's number one of mine. And, th- and that's the Red Bull team as a whole, not just not just, uh, just, not just Max. I mean, I'm talking about our team strategy, just having Yoki, Yuki go out there and stop so everybody else can mess up their pitch strategy. I mean, they're just on top of their game right now. Gotcha. That's all I'm trying to say. So my uh, my podium in third place is Yuki Sonoda, uh, who deserves an Oscar for his performance <laughs> wah, wah. this weekend uh, for loosening his seatbelt and faking a tire loose and whatever else Christian Horner made him do. Uh, my second place is Audi because man, they killed it in GT World Challenge this weekend and GT Four. Uh, so great job to all the teams that 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 are running Audi. So and I'm not even a huge Audi fan. So excellent job. And number one is going to be Christian Horner, or as I call him, the mad scientist, uh, for <clears throat> generating a win this weekend with a you know his uh, slightly above standard driver, uh, Max Verstappen, <laughs> and the supporting cast of Yuki Sonoda and whatever the, that girl's name is that sat at the wall there. My face looks like an eye roll emoji. Yeah. So, anyway, um, that's my podium this weekend. Well, good podium, good podium. Okay. I should have, let me fade that out. That makes it sound a little more professional. Yeah. 
Except you already cut it solid. Well, I know. <laughs> I think Will would appreciate my fade yeah, out. Yeah. Will that? But Will and Barry, that was for you. Yeah. Uh, who's back markers first? Um, I'll go back markers okay. first. So my first back marker is Lewis Hamilton, who who got kind of hosed pretty bad. Um, I didn't like the Chad. He's rolling his eyes now after I rolled mine earlier, but uh, I didn't like the whining. And he okay. even didn't like the whining. Okay. He admitted to it himself after. He's like, man, I was upset. Yeah. Because uh, he could have made the same call. He said, I went over and apologized to the team. He goes, they didn't deserve that. We did an awesome job this weekend, and we got to keep pushing forward. So it takes a big man to do that. For sure. So he did that. But that doesn't change the fact that he is still trying to come to grips with the fact that, you know, you're not the head cheese anymore, homie. I don't so. understand why why he's upset. I mean, I don't either. Toto didn't make that call for, for George. He didn't say, I want to put George on yeah, softs and Lewis put you. Yeah, know that. Lewis, I mean, I guess they could have come on and said, hey, George is going to softs. You want to do that or not? Yeah, that would have been – and that would have been good because, you know, in any corporation, company, or business, communication works best when it's up and down. And they should have told him that, hey, George made that call. We didn't even know he was coming in. He told us he was coming in to get softs. Yeah. It's kind of too late at that point. George – and that's another thing. It was a great move by Russell. But, you know, it was a pretty bold move. For sure, they could have just said, "Hey, don't come in here. We're eating just ice keep cream. On driving. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're eating ice cream right so, now. Go ahead and hit the pace car." Yeah, Lewis didn't know. Anyway, he was my third on my bat marker. Uh, two is Ferrari's pit wall for not even turning around during a absolutely errant pit stop, and number one is Ferrari's pit crew for completely dropping the ball. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, Terrible. completely dropping the ball. I, I, you know, we don't need to cover it any more than we did, so I'm done with it. So my number three, Lewis Hamilton quit whining. Just stop whining. Uh, my number two, I'm going to take you back. Driving down a country road. <laughs> You're listening. You're listening to the good old country music on the radio, yeah. probably looking at some pie graphs. <laughs> and you look up in the sky. You're probably laying in the back seat of the car. Right. You know, as a kid, we laid in the back seat of the we car. Did. We didn't care about seatbelts seat or anything. Maybe didn't even have. And seat you belts. look up and you'd see those red shoes hanging over the high wire, and you were like, <laughs> "I wonder why those shoes are up there." <laughs> I don't like those shoes at all, Jay. I'm oh, gonna tell you that right now. I don't like those shoes hanging over the high wire. <laughs> <laughs> Joe doesn't like them either. I'm gonna yeah. tell you that right now. No, so my number one and two. Okay. So number number three is Hamilton quit wine, and my number one and two is Ferrari. They get both spots. They're yeah. terrible right now. And they got a podium, and they're still terrible. I mean, it's just like, come on, man. Get your stuff together. Yeah. Jay, are we to the shilling part? Yes, we are. It's time for shilling. It's time for shilling. So follow us on Twitter. We need to get Kurt shilling on here one night to do all of our shilling. He could wear his red socks. He could. That would be kind of cool, huh? Yeah. I think they're in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm not 100% sure, but I think they're in the Baseball Hall too. of Fame. Um, follow us on Twitter. I am Chad H610. I am JNeil729. Every once in a while we get on Twitch. Jay gets on Twitch quite a bit. I have not been on there because he beat me so bad at F1 that I've just been ashamed to show my face on Twitch. That's not true. It's 100% true. But I'm Chad H610. I am GMJ729. You can follow the podcast at pod underscore fuel, or you can interact with it on Discord, uh, fuel pod right. on Discord. Um, if you are listening on ESPN Paris 105.1, thank you so much for listening this Saturday morning. If you want to hear all the jokes we talk about and all the stuff we talk about, go to Apple Podcast or paincast.com. It links to Apple Podcast. Find the show, click on the three little buttons at the top, hit the follow button, automatic downloads. 
That's what helps us the most. And if you are supporting us at all, um, one thing we, we've started doing too with the people that are is we started sharing our episode rundowns with those folks uh, simply, and you'll get to hear, you'll get to see some of it, not here, obviously, but you'll get to see some of the jokes, like the fact that when I do the rundown and Chad hasn't told me what his podiums and back markers are, I just kind of enter whatever I want to. <laughs> and I'm going to start making up stories with them. <laughs> Um, that's, that's I think my that's new, great, man. That's my new plan for uh, whenever I get the pink Power Ranger in the color red. Um, okay, I'm going to give out oh, another real quickly. I know we're running out of time. Um, we've said it before. We haven't had any takers yet, but if you have a different form of racing that you would like us to talk yeah. about or you want to come up here and talk about racing or you want to come on here and tell us we're idiots, we're okay with that. Yes. We would love to have you on the show, and you can tell Jay's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly take it. It's uh, so uh, there, yeah. So just let us know. Follow us on Twitch. That's how you or our Twitter interact with us there. Get on the fuel pod. Uh, one last thing, I have a buddy in Arizona that has started his own podcast. So if you like betting, you like wagering, and you and, and you wish your wife would wager, they have a new podcast called Wagering with the Wives. If your first episode is up. It's on Spotify right now. Okay, Wagering with the Wives. I, I'm, I'm full disclosure. Have not got to check it out yet. Sounds like a really cool premise. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about checking it out. I may listen to it on the way home tonight. So listen to the Fuel Pod first on Saturday morning, then listen to Wagering with the Wives. And Jay, are you guys still doing the 704 Club? We are. We've had it. Uh, my son started a new job. Okay. It's his first job, and they are abusing him to death because he's working five and six, seven days a week. So yeah. we've had to take a little break, but we're, we're about to start up again once we can figure out his whole work schedule and commuting and that whole bit. That's, you know... Part of being a dad, too. I'm still trying to figure it out. I told him tonight, I'm like, man, I miss you. I don't get to see you as much anymore. Okay, I don't ever see you. So, um, and, you know, I'm sure it's felt by all dads everywhere that have kids that have grown up and moved on, and it, it gets tough. So, yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah. All mine are, you know, 11, 6, 5, and 5, so they're everywhere I go. Yeah. I don't ever go anywhere that they're not right beside me. You don't have to worry about it yet. No, I do not. Thank you guys for listening to the Fuel Pod. We uh, love doing this, so keep supporting us out there. Keep listening so we can keep doing it. All right. We will see you next week. Thanks, folks.